At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found check Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. Everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Hub podcast. Uh, this episode is all about antelope hunting and some of the fun things uh, that entails. And, and October is, is mainly rifle antelope um august to september we do a little more archery and the various uh, state to state but um it's antelope season and man i just missing out with a rifle tag this year uh it's it's cool to see some really good goats i know southwest wyoming is hurting uh we did some things in south dakota this year with uh, tag allocations and made some really good choices on that didn't come without a little little uh confrontation but uh the goat population looks good uh i was out on some public land some heavy heavy hit public land the other day uh doing some other things and man it uh there's groups of antelope everywhere it was really cool to see but before we get to that episode uh let's do a couple little housekeeping things um let's go with oh check out uh my buddy drea's book uh, she's telling her story that uh, known about for a while, but I don't really know it. So again, it's called an untold story. So go check that out. Um, you can find that at what's your wild.net. And I know if you just Google what's her wild and untold story by Andrea Grangroth, you could find that on Amazon book logics you can see it on uh, barnes noble had it so uh, you can go pick up that book or the audio version and i'm going to actually attempt to just read it instead of the audio version which would be much easier for me but uh that's what i'm going to do so we can go get that also uh make sure you're going over to howl.org howl for howl for wildlife.org and take action it's a free thing to do uh, right now, you can see there's there's a few actions needed from grizzly bears in Washington uh, to grizzly bears in British Columbia. So there's stuff going on there. Black bear damage depredation permits in Washington. Uh, Canada's gun confiscation bills. I know none of us probably or some of you are Canadians and uh, we are here for you as hunters so go send your howls that direction there's some wolf stuff in uh bc there's there's a few different things on there so go and it takes you no time at all um 
as long as you have an account, you sign in. And I'll tell you right now, as I'm doing it, click through. There's some really good memberships on or incentives. So uh, check those those things out. But if I go over to my uh, member hub, um, you can see what you've done and what you haven't done. So that's that's good to do. And then you can go in there and click on one thing. Grizzlies are already in Washington. Should we bring more? Because uh, that's the thing that's happening right now. Um, internet's being a little slow. You can read all about it. Um, you can then find ways to um, how to do more action on this one. Oh, this one is not uh, just click a button and send it like most of them are. Uh, but anyway, you can go in there, click the support pro grizzly bear conservation in British Columbia. And if you're up for that, you can sign it, send it on. It takes you a minute and a half to do as long as your internet's going a little quicker. So go check that out. That's an important thing we need to do. Um, and there's a lot of people that you may not know involved in that organization. So go, go do something there. That's going to help wildlife and hunting for the future generations. If uh, you need some dog shoes or if you need some rattling antlers, get a hold of me. I have a few of them I've been saving uh, for the season and I uh, got some really good ones. Um, I'm going to range those probably 50 to 75 bucks, maybe a hundred bucks for the big ones. I'm not sure, um, but get a hold of me and uh, otherwise dog shoes, blackhillsantlers.com 10% off there using the coupon code podcast. Uh, while we're talking about Drea, go to Ridge Patrol. And our code Clint10 get a discount there. And I think my wilderness athlete is still working for the supplements use hunting hub. I believe that's all lowercase uh, for a discount on that. So uh let's get started talking about animal. So I had a awesome hunt the other day. Uh I wanted to get a Archery antelope tag is something I really, really want to do. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to have time. It's one of those additional tags that I just wanted to go pick up. And maybe I'll have a day, maybe two days to go out on that hunt and and make something happen. But uh, so I got that tag and sure enough, had a day off and thought, today's the day. I'm going to go hunting. The great thing about antelope hunting is you don't always have to get up too early. Uh, only reason I wanted to get going a little sooner than I did was just because uh had an hour and a half travel in there. But got the kids up, got them going, so I was able to help and not just ditch the family, and took off. Found a, a bunch of public land, and and sure enough, right away, the first, the only antelope I saw were on public. It was amazing. Uh, saw a couple of good groups, and the first one pulled up to it, and uh, we're we're talking third week in September is when this is going down. So it gives you an idea of rut activity. Um, those those goats were just. The, the bucks were with the with the does, uh, not a whole lot of rod activity out of that group, but um, saw them from the road, backed up, left my vehicle out of out of uh, sight and started to make a stock in. And, and by the time I made made uh, into their area, I never saw them again. So I'm pretty sure they left before I even started the whole deal. So that was kind of disheartening but that's the way antelope hunting goes and and you move on so drove down the road and um talking to buddy danny on the on the phone and sure enough like go i gotta go antelope is 50 yards off the road really nice buck and i thought i don't know where i'm gonna park Uh, i need to get out of sight as i park and and sure enough he as i drove down the road further 
I was able to get out of out of sight and uh, down to the bottom of a drainage, and it was public, which is a cool thing. So, jumped out of the truck, grabbed my decoy, and the one thing I do is for uh, antelope, and I've been fairly successful so far with decoying antelope is uh, I used a Montana decoy once and that was a nightmare. I could barely hold steady with my rifle holding that as well in the wind. That was a mess, uh, just a total mess, but I decoyed an antelope in, you uh, that was 2017, 18. Nope. That was 2020, 2020 is when that was. And, uh, um, had an awesome hunt. That's a episode or two ago. That's a, that's a ways back, but that story is in there. And really, uh, uh, thought I could put a stock, get in close on this thing. And my game plan is, is get within a few hundred yards and just let the antelope see the decoy and see what I can do. Making sure since the bow mounted decoy, the stalker decoy is that my legs got to be covered and making it look as real as possible. And when I realized once I got on the ground and seeing the antelope, they didn't see me um, right away was that the wind was bad and antelope it's that's kind of important um probably for bowhunting is real important uh but he they weren't really having it they kind of saw it. they the buck trotted up a little ways and got within 120 so he saw that decoy and i just held it still um maybe gained on him a little 20 yards and then the doe started taking off and he realized oh, i better go so that one was a doe decision. Uh, I didn't have the the buck alone, which makes me think. I wonder if when you have the buck alone and the, the does are off bedded somewhere else, that decoying might be a little bit more successful. Um, it's close to the situation I've had. The best situation I've had in both scenarios when I've decoyed antelope is when they are already off chasing other bucks. When you catch them in that act of I'm angry and I want to go, uh, that's been the most successful for me is when they've been, they've been angry and they want to chase other bucks off. So, um, if you can find that antelope doing that, I think a decoy is pretty solid way to go. Now, if you're public land hunting with a rifle decoy is, is a dangerous game. Uh, you got to be careful with that. Not, not something I'd probably recommend. Um, so that antelope took off with his dose and he really wasn't having it. I'm really bummed. I didn't have my antelope call. Uh, there's an old, I think it's a Wayne Carlton or something like that. This little squeeze thing that you could bite to and, and blow. And they made that wheezing sound at me. And I thought, man, what do you do when an elk barks at you? You bark right back, letting them know, hey, this is not a big deal. So I really am curious if I had had that call and I had barked back at him or wheezed it back at him, I wonder what would happen. So that nobody really uses vocalizations for antelope because they don't have vocal cords. They don't make a really good vocalization. It's just a wheezing of air blowing out their windpipe. Uh, so that didn't happen and uh, it's bothered me. I wish I have that call or two of them in my in my office right now. I wish, wish I would have brought those along. So that stock was done. He took off and, and down the, down to the rest of the end of the public, he went and disappeared. So, and I figured after chasing them around, it's not worth really chasing them, uh, cause they're not going to decoy in. But next thing I did was go to a little different type of terrain. Uh, I was in some sage. I was in that, um, kind of rolling Hills with, with some different very diverse vegetation 
and headed on over to some grassland that had, it's just that straight grass, um, very green this time of year, which is um, kind of unique. Uh, it looks like April or August, or not April or August, looks like April or May. Uh, but it's September. We've just had so much rain, it, it looks really good. And I was talking, I don't know, I guess I, as I'm driving around, I like calling my buddies and, and seeing what they're up to. But uh, as I'm driving around, I, I pull up uh, my binoculars and take a peek on a, on top of a hill from the from the road. And sure enough, I think I see something that's an antelope. It's just all those heat waves. Because it ended up being 92 degrees as a high that day. Uh, but saw an antelope from a distance and thought, I wonder what it is a long ways out there. It really wasn't kind of getting over a sickness and, uh, um, really was being kind of lazy. I, th- I thought I'd, I'd just try and find something a little close to the road. I wasn't feeling it, um, just with that sickness. And, and I just kind of find something within a mile of the road and call it good. And these antelope are out there a little ways. So I drive around, it gets a little closer and it's like, Oh, that buck is chasing that buck. And he's, running him off and all over the place. That's a buck I need to be close to. So I get the bow, grab the the stalker decoys, and it's mounted on the bow. And I start using the drainages, making my way down the those drainages where they can't see me. And I decide to to pop up, up and over. But sure enough, here comes a buck chasing the one of those bucks, chasing another buck. Uh, and they run within 200 yards of me. Not even have a clue that I'm around, but end up doing some uh, chasing and he ends up running that buck a mile this way a mile that way it was really cool to see uh them with not a not a care in the world of what's going on around them but knowing that there's all these um or these that little buck that he didn't want around and he chased him and chased him and chased him and i mean it's 90 degrees and they are booking it it was really kind of incredible and i know they're the second fastest land animal but to see that it's really kind of neat in their stamina and how they're able to keep that up in the heat. They're just an amazing animal. Uh, almost they're kind of prehistoric, just a cool, cool animal. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. 
Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. And so he runs that other buck off and said, now is my time. He just ran him off. Any buck he sees, he is going to chase him. So I used the train, got a little close, and it was a big rolling hill that I couldn't see over, and he could have been to my left, to my right, and busted me pretty easy. So I thought, well, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to take it easy, go over. And sure enough, I look to the right, and there's the does all bedded. There's like six does. And I see they're across the fence, not just on private, but on Indian reservation, which and then goes over there. It's gone. I mean, there's, I would probably try to attempt to call someone, but I don't think the tribe, the tribe's very easy to get a hold of. I don't really know. It probably is just gone. Um, they're probably not going to let some white guy going on there and retrieving his, his antelope. So the does are on that side. And I continue to peek over, and sure enough, oh, there he is. He's on my side of the fence, probably 50 yards on my side. And I'm sitting, oh, 300 yards away or so. Uh, and I peek over and just see him. Like, sure enough, there he's, he's resting. I can see him taking deep breaths and just, like, getting ready to to get the next get his get his breath and and get back to his dose so i i decide then i'm going to just put that decoy up see what happens and he was chasing another buck off and he's going to really want to uh have something to do with with me so put that decoy up he looked at him he starts staring doing that antelope stare and sure enough he's i i see him almost i can see what was going on in his head it was oh crap i needed to run him off as well so it was just so cool. He uh, decides, just starts trotting right towards me. He turns and trotting in that typical antelope, antelope little gallop. Trots right at me, and uh, I lose track of him because he goes down the hill, and then he's going to be coming up the hill towards me. And I'm on top of this little ridge and on in the wide open. There's nothing to hide behind. I just sit behind my my decoy, and I know he is coming. He's going to peek over. I try to range something. It's like you can't range anything in the grassland, there, especially on the top of a hill there. I had no idea. It's like, I'm going to have to just range him. When I see him, I got to range him. So he pops up. He stops. Got a quartering two, pretty hard. And I just take my rangefinder. Lean to the left of the decoy, range him at 45. My uh, release was already clipped on my D-loop. Grab my my release, draw that back. And I think this is one of my more controlled shots I've had where I felt my anchor. I felt um, the my thumb on the, on the barrel, and then I saw the pins. <laughs> and that's sometimes you go black on what pin you even chose. But he's at 45. I gapped that 45. 40 and 50 pin just perfectly and he's quartering to me so i put it right in the point of his shoulder there uh right below the shoulder blade and i just put that on there and just the slowest smoothest release and this beautiful sound of a not a smack of a shoulder blade but just a a solid thump of a nice clean hit 
and I smoked him and it just felt it was an amazing feeling of that was a great shot. And I, he turns and kind of barrels off a little bit and I jump up to see, I got to keep an eye on him because you can lose those things out in that wide open. They just only stick up eight inches off of the ground once they're dead. And so I jump up and go kind of follow him to see where he went. And of course, then I lose the spot of where I shoot and where I'm going to be looking for my arrow later on. But he ends up stumbling and he's out probably at a hundred yards stumbling and, and, uh, looking sick. And then he bet tries to bed down and he gets back up and he's stumbling and tries to bed down and gets back up. And, and all this is in probably 30 seconds, but, uh, then he decides to bed down and I realize all that wind's not doing so good for me. I don't want to bump him over to the reservation. I, I was just over and over and over saying in my head, please drop, please die, please die, please die, tip over, tip over, tip over. I uh, didn't want him to go to his does. He could have easily ran to his does and and uh, taken them off. But uh, thankfully, the shot was perfect, and it, it wasn't going to be doing it. He wasn't going anywhere. So he beds down, and, and I decide I'm going to get the wind right as I approach him this time and uh, sneak just out of sight when I peek over. Um, I finally see him at 60 yards and he's, uh, his head's down and, and game over, which is super cool to see, uh, a, my first archery antelope laying there in the ground. Problem is it's 92 degrees and I did strap a knife to my, my belt, but I didn't want to bring anything else because I don't want the bulk behind me, um, and, and having all that width, but maybe I just didn't think I was going to shoot something. So I, Got up to him, took a couple of pictures, but realized I got to get going. This thing is hot. And that antelope just got done doing a bunch of running. And so I wonder, I haven't eaten him yet to see what he kind of tastes like because he just ran all over the place, had a few minutes, five minutes of rest, and then he ran to me and I shot him in 92 degree temp. So I I bet he's fine, but uh, um, who knows? I got him cooled down as quickly as possible. I had my knife. I didn't have game bags. I didn't have my pack. So this is what I did. I gutted him, field dressed him, got him nice and wide open. The Even though the heat was there, the winds were blowing. And I think that saved me. It just really kept things a little cooler. Sprinted back to my, my truck, which is like 0.8 of a mile is what it seemed to be uh, when I did a quick measurement. And got to the truck, grabbed my stuff, hauled butt back to the, the antelope, got it quartered, packed up. And then thankfully I had a cooler with uh, jugs of frozen water in the truck ready to go. So everything was set and got him on ice and took off down the road to go home. So I have a feeling I got to do that again in another year. I've got some antelope points and uh, I'm thinking I want to do that again. That was just so much fun. Third week of September, fourth week of September is probably a really good time. I would love to um, do that in Wyoming, love to do that in South Dakota again. Uh, we'll see where, where I decide to do that. But, um, and archery antelope, I, I can't imagine sitting on water, but I'm not sitting on water for antelope. I don't want to do it. I would much rather try and hit that rut period and get after them that way. Um, you end up with a couple of cactus in your knees. I would like to get some knee pads next time for that. Uh, to avoid those cactus and thankfully Asano didn't run into these snakes but that's a you avoid the prairie dog towns and I think you can do that 
So that's my antelope story. Just a quick and quick and dirty uh, little episode for you. I wanted to share that fun success story. Going out uh, paddlefish fishing this, not this weekend, but on the Monday, headed East River. Um, see the in-laws and then just south of there, the Missouri River runs through Yankton. And they have a pretty cool paddlefish season that uh, um, it's like setting the hook on a rock that fights back. They're such a cool, cool animal, uh, uh, fish. And uh prehistoric looking thing so this month and last month they're all about prehistoric animals for me antelope paddlefish and uh gonna move on to deer here at some point so thanks for listening and as always if you could like and follow it western hunting hub also black hills antlers that'd be great and leave me a uh a review i'd appreciate it thanks for listening to the land but it ain't my ground this is god's country